Hey y'all, welcome again to another edition of the Nolcast. This is the Nolcast Instant Reaction Show after Florida State's win over Louisville 28-24. to uh, Thanks as always to our sponsors, Louisiana Hot Sauce, Madison Social, For the Table Restaurant Group, and Resolution Home Loans. Great sponsors here, and we'll move quickly into the Instant Reaction. For those of you who have not listened before, I do not edit these. It is live to your ears. They usually are about uh, 10 minutes or so, so... Just a quick little thing to, to whet your appetite before we come back with the, the Monday show. Um, this game had a little bit of everything, uh, but mostly it had two teams that, that aren't very good uh, playing and, and uh, doing some really good things and, and some things that are that are not very good. Both teams trying to overcome some of their deficiencies. And uh, I guess we'll start with the, uh, the, the, the typical five factors here. So uh, Florida State was not as efficient as Louisville was in terms of success rate. Louisville was a more consistent football team in this game. Uh, they were better on third down, 10 of 19, as opposed to 3 of 13 for FSU, um, which was odd because Florida State did do a good job, for the most part, of staying out of third and long, unlike a lot of this year where they've had you know, third and 13 type situations. They, and they ran the ball enough times to set up more third and five type opportunities and it didn't hit on them, which was kind of strange. Um, but again, Louisville more, uh, better success rate in this game. I'll have the final numbers on that in a minute, but I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure that's what that will show. Uh, they ran 83 snaps to Florida State's 56 snaps, obviously not including the two kneel downs. Um, that's a huge deal. However, Florida State still won the game. How did they do that? They were much more explosive than Louisville was. Florida State. 6.6 yards of play, Louisville 5.1. That is a 30% 30% gap there between FSU and Louisville. 6.6 .6 per play is excellent. To go on the road with this team, with this offensive line, and do that is pretty impressive. Now, it was not pretty, but the output there to be able to, to get that that much is, is solid. Um, and if you're looking for a spot where FSU won this game, it's in the explosiveness category when, when looking at, at, at the five factors of, of efficiency, explosiveness, field position, turnovers, turnover lock, obviously, and then finishing in the red zone. Um, field position, Louisville had an 87-yard field position edge. Florida State, uh, uh, their, their starting drives averaged at their own 26. And if you uh, if you remove the, the end of half, you know, in, in a game drive where they're just taking a knee, that's probably actually a little bit worse even. Um, Louisville on their own 32. So take that six-yard gap over 15 drives, and, and there you go, or 14 drives. 87-yard uh, difference there in favor of Louisville. So Louisville, if you felt like FSU was always kind of backed up in their own their own zone, you're not wrong. That is what, that's what I saw too. That's what the numbers saw. They were consistently in their own zone. Um, Florida State in this game, if you look at it, I don't know about you guys, but how frustrated were you with all these balls bouncing around and Florida State just could not come up with one? And that, that really could have changed the game in Florida State's favor earlier in this game. Total in the game, six fumbles. Five of them recovered by Louisville. Again, if you didn't listen to the null cast, if you didn't know that fumbles were luck, then you might think that Florida State was just the worst fumble recovering team in the nation or that they're just cursed, one of the two. <clears throat> but 
yet FSU overcame that. They, you know, they they also they did a fairly good job in the red zone. Um, one for one, Louisville was was three of four in the red zone, and they had to kick a field goal one time, which which ultimately ended up being pretty costly. You know, Louisville also punted the ball away a couple times in in the in the crucial midfield area, which uh, you know, which which they had time. They they really had time and uh, and had the ability to go for fourth down and didn't do it. And you know, I said on Twitter at the time, I'm not going to second get second guess this. I'm first guessing. Going for it there is the right call. It was very encouraging to see that Coach Taggart went for that when FSU had the opportunity to do so at midfield. Now look, they didn't get it. Still, it's encouraging that this staff understands the value of possession exceeds the value of whatever field position you're likely to gain, especially because Florida State's punter is not that good. Um, so there's your five factors. Efficiency, explosiveness, field position, turnovers, and then red zone. And uh, Florida State really was better in two of them. And yet Louisville's better in three, and, and Florida State won the game on the road. Um Louisville coaching decision in this game to throw the football when they did. Uh, I don't. I'm trying to look at how much time was left. That was not a. Uh, in my opinion, that was probably not the the best possible uh, thing he could have done there. Um, yeah, it was uh, first and ten with two minutes left. Florida State had only two timeouts. So, and they're they're in FSU territory. They're they're at the. Uh, uh, they're at the FSU 21. I don't think there's really any need to throw the ball there. The game probably should be over, but Louisville did throw it. A.J. Westbrook you know, did recognize it. He jumped it. He made a play. He, he made a pick on it. Um, no tip ball or anything, just, just flat out picked it. And that was big. That gave Florida State a chance to drive down, and uh, and, and Francois hit Nooney Murray on, on a slant. Murray broke a tackle. Tamari and Terry threw him a block, and he was off to the races, and, and Florida State – is your winner. And yet, I, I don't know that this had to be a comeback victory. I, I don't want to harp on the refs here too much because that, that was not the, the main story of the game, but it did drastically change how the game played out. In the first half, Florida State got flat out screwed by the refs. And if you're a longtime listener to this show, you know that I don't talk about officiating very much, right? A lot of fans do that. It, for fans, it's always officiating, play calling, officiating, and play calling. And, and and in reality, I don't think those two things impact the game nearly as much as people do, as, as, as they really do. But a lot of people think they do. But man, they to not call an offsides where there's actually contact on Florida State, Florida State's guy is contacted, it looks like, in the neutral zone, and the ball is snapped, that was an egregious play. That, that was absolutely huge. Florida State had the ball... With a chance to do something there, they would they would have had a first down, chance to answer Louisville's momentum. They had already scored, I believe, in the game, so they had a chance to go down there and make it to 14. That was a huge call, and then Florida State did a good job of setting up several manageable third downs in this game. I knew I would get to this at some point, but I'm pulling it up here. You know, early in the game, third and four, third and two, third and four, third and five, third and seven, third and five. Now, look, those are not great numbers, but they are not third and a mile, which Florida State has been dealing with a lot this year, poorly. And yet, time after time, 
these receivers are just getting accosted out there and and grabbed and and nothing's being done and look that's a big deal it's not like, not like Florida State has guys running wide open very often and uh and big time big time calls missed there really helped to to tip this game in Louisville's favor early on you know they, they, Louisville also had a great punt they should you know be credited for that certainly and then Florida State had a ball hit the guy in the, in the head on a punt and there's not really a whole lot you can do about that i mean you could say get away but in what direction? It's not like, hey, get away from a bouncing ball. Maybe you can have the uh, maybe you can have the returner get up there and get it, but it was a real short punt. You know, I mean that that was just just pretty bad. You know, and there's not a whole lot you can do about that, and yet it really did flip the game. I, I didn't think Florida State was being outplayed early on in the ball game, and uh, you know. Yet, there they were, down 21 points at half. I, I really didn't think they had played that much worse of a half. They just kind of got a lot of breaks to go against them. In the second half, they they got a couple breaks. They made a couple of their own breaks. They seemed to do a, a better job, um, you know, defensively of limiting how many guys were, were wide open down the middle. That That's always been a thing that Bobby Petrino's offenses have done extremely well. They pick on linebackers and safeties. This is what we were worried about in the talk with Mark Ennis because Petrino always manages to scheme that stuff open. And you know what? Their quarterback missed some kill shots. They had a chance to, to, to plunge the dagger against Florida State and, and in this thing, and he missed him, which is what they've been doing for a lot of the year. Louisville is not a good football team. Neither is Florida State. For about a half, Louisville played really well. Juwan Pass was dropping in passes, I mean, pardon the pun, but dropping in passes over over guys. That one pass down the sideline was a thing of beauty. It wasn't like the DB played it that poorly. He he squeezed him, he gave him very little very little room along the sideline, and boom, just just you know, like the ball was beamed down from a satellite. And in my head, I was like, man, there's no way that those guys can keep hitting those throws like that. Now I don't know if Florida State can generate offense to do that, and they finally did with the long pass to Tamari and Terry. And it came off play action. Florida State had been running the ball, running the ball a lot. And, you know, they just, there's not a whole lot you can do with this offensive line. They, they don't get any movement. They're not strong. They're, they're not good players. They're just not. And and some of them are just downright bad players. And, you know, Florida State staying committed to the run because they cannot get into a game where they're, they're just chucking the ball 50 times. They know they can't pass protect like that. It's why you see him call, you know, two like reverse style passes in a row there at one point. But you get the play action, you get just enough time. Terry beats the DB, and it's a good throw for Francois. And then Florida State is is back in the game, and that's big. That's really big. That you know, that's sort of speaking about what we were speaking about. This offense is going to need to be an expl- you know, an offense that lives and dies by the explosive play because it just can't block enough at all, really in order to, to, to sustain drives and, and be a, a good success rate team. It's going to have to be sort of a you know, three strikeouts, one home run type player, to use a baseball analogy. FSU did a little bit better job of, of, stopping, some of the, um, um, of stopping some of the guys that were wide open down the middle. A little bit better job of communication, but the kid also you know, missed some some really important throws, um, and they got some pressure on, on on Louisville. They they really 
did a good job with that. Um, I don't know how many sacks they had. Uh, uh, four sacks here, it looks like, for, uh, for, for FSU. So they got home. Brian Burns affected the quarterback a lot. And in looking here um, at some of these third down type things, Louisville was much better on third down, but Louisville was only one of eight on third and long. So when Florida State was able to get them to third and long, they really did a good job of getting off the field with those. I, I thought that, I mean, look, obviously Louisville kind of blew this game more than Florida State won it, right, with deciding to throw there with the punts from midfield when they could have put the game away. You know, guys, look, punting is actually the gamble. It's not the safe choice. Punting from midfield is a gamble because it says, I'm going to do something which is going to decrease my win probability, and I'm betting that I can overcome this mistake. And yet Louisville did it. They could not overcome that enough times. Florida State goes on to win the ball game. Um, pretty big deal there. In the, in the scope of things for the season, for for the you know for the bowl streak potentially. Now I, I don't think that Florida State is going to make a bowl. Um, I'll stick with that until my numbers say otherwise. Maybe they will, but I will increase my my you know, bowl chance here, for Florida State, to north of twenty percent. I would think so. It's it's you know in two weeks it's gone from about ten percent to twenty percent. It maybe maybe it'll go up to thirty at some point. Getting that win was big uh, because it means you don't have to to bench all the guys and 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 start playing for some kind of youth move for the future. And uh, and, and good job at times by you know, everybody had their moments. Is what I'm trying to say like nobody had a, a necessarily a, a great game. Um, you know Francois had great numbers. I thought. Didn't throw any picks, you know, threw one that could have been uh, for sure and, and just just wasn't, which was lucky. But quarterback rating of 199, for the most part, got rid of the ball quickly, which I thought was important. Um, you know, a lot of our, our uh, mentions on Twitter are kind of filled with play calling, got to throw the ball more, got to throw the ball more. Look, guys. If this staff thought they could block it up, I'm sure they would throw the ball a lot more. But right now, I think the strategy really is to try to run the ball a lot, pound the ball, and your backs. I mean, it wasn't like Florida State ran the ball 50 times. The running backs only got <clears throat> only got 21 carries. Now it's for 55 yards, which is not not very good, and they're not getting any kind of movement at, at, at the line. But they're they're staying out of the third and tens more often than not. Um, and it, Florida State is not necessarily a good enough throw team to drop back 45, 50 times. And they definitely aren't good enough in protection, as we've seen. But they got the win here. There are still, in my opinion, um, four winnable games left. I don't, I don't count Miami as one of those, to be honest. Uh, and I don't count Notre Dame or Clemson unless there's something weird going on with with Clemson's QB, like, like Trevor Lawrence, but that, that's a while off in, in the future. Florida State now at three and two. You need to uh, you need to win three of the final four in, in order to go to a bowl. So we'll see what happens with those with those games, and we'll be back with another episode. Usually Tuesday morning, I'll have a chance to rewatch. I'm sure I'll have more in depth observations here, but. Uh, I think you can honestly say that Florida State outcoached Louisville in this game. They took advantage of their field position when they had the opportunity to do so at, at midfield. 
They uh, did not throw a pass when all they had to really do was run the ball and and, uh, and be done with it. And they come, out, come away with a win on the road and overcame a lot of deficiencies that this team still has. So good work there. Um, not great work, not anything special, but, but you know, solid work. So with that, I'll get this thing uploaded and uh, five stars on iTunes. If you like it, again, this is the Instant Reaction Show. If you feel like it's short, it is. That's what we do here on the Instant Reaction Show. It's usually 10 to 15 minutes, and it's uh, live to your ears, so you can listen to it on the drive back from wherever y'all. Stay safe out there, and uh, I'll see you on Tuesday.